Is someone shooting? And I hear pow pow again, and I like hear like something click off like a like a rock above the berm that I was standing next to. And I was like, dude, this dude's shooting at me, and he's like, this isn't yeah yeah this isn't a bathroom. Like, and I was like, yo, my bad. Welcome to Thirty Five All Grip. My name is Dan Arney, and on this episode, I sit down and talk with Tyler Hunt, aka Kill a Cake Pop. Tyler has been holding it down in the Asheville scene for the better part of a decade, skating all the best roads the Southeast has to offer. He is a co-founder of Asheville Pastry Boys and is a team rider for Powell Peralta. When Tyler's not skating roads, he's usually fly fishing the secret spots up in the mountains. All right, here it is, Tyler Hunt. All right, episode four, Tyler Hunt here. Yeah. we're at Elk. We are. Right now. Have I seen you since Soldiers? Or no, wait, the Chili Cook-Off. The Chili Cook-Off, we did your birthday last weekend. That was sick. It was a lot of fun. Y'all drug us out. I, yeah, I did. Uh, we were wasted. I I had I had to have Kelly drive me home. Wow. Yeah, I was. Y'all came to the bar, right? Yeah, y'all drug us out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought I wasn't that messed up, but I was, I guess. Cam got me a uh, Jaeger bomb at the bar, and downward I went. A Jaeger bomb? A Jaeger bomb. That's like some Michigan shit, I swear. Either that or some late high school, early college shit. That's what my dad drinks. Like, yeah. if I go out, he tries to get the Jaeger bombs. It's just old people trying to stay up. That's why Cam was trying to get me to do it. I get it. Yeah, he's like, you're old. You gotta, you gotta get you some extra juice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, uh, yeah, I was like, Kelly, I, I can't drive home. Like, and she was like, no, I got you. Um, so yeah, I slept all the way home and then crawled in bed as soon as we got there. We saw, like... Well, the next day, Mal was like, do you remember that bear we saw walking home? I was like, no. <laughs> I don't remember anything about walking home. Big old trash bear. Oh, yeah. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. But, yeah, I wanted to ask you about some some Asheville things. Um, so I wanted to start off. I guess we'll just start off with some rudimentary stuff. Um, when's the first time... You came to Western North Carolina to skate, and what were you riding? That's a very interesting question. I think David and I came to North Carolina 2015, um, middle of the winter. Came up to meet some people and skate. Some I think Jitterbug was the first one that we came to skate, but it was half ice. Like, halfway up was ice. So we ended up skating LSD and maybe that's it. Like, So, wait, you came up from Atlanta? Were you living in Atlanta at the time? I was living outside of Atlanta. David was inside the perimeter. Um, 
we have been skating North Georgia Mountains together for a while. Um, I had the means, the transportation. David had the knowledge of the roads. So we met in the middle, and I took him, taught him how to drive. We'll get into that later, probably. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It's true. Okay, I guess we'll get into it now. <laughs> um, You're his driver's ed teacher. I mean, it was out of necessity, really. It was, um, I, like I said, I had the car. He knew where the mountains were. I don't think he had a license at the time, um, and was probably freshly out of whatever leg halo that he had been in. Um, and I would drive him to the mountains and we would skate and then eventually he would have to drive me down, you know, because I wanted to skate too. Naturally. Naturally. So, so, wait, you showed up to Jitterbug. You're like, we're going straight to Jitterbug. We skated a lot of the North Georgia mountains, um, so it wasn't like a from flat to jitterbug, but I definitely learned how to toe side glove down directional drift at jitterbug. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a wild situation. It explains a lot. I was actually talking to David. He texted me the other day and he was like... Yo, we filmed Jitterbug. Alright, let me step back. I had a 2001 um, Mercedes-Benz ML320 with no power steering. And we took that to the mountains. And uh, we filmed Jitterbug in that vehicle. With the chrome brush guard? Yeah, with the chrome brush guard. You remember it. Yeah, he hit me up the other night and was like, yo, we filmed Jitterbug with no power steering in your Mercedes at nighttime. And I was like, I remember. And he was like, yeah, we go dumb. I was like, yeah, we, we go stupid. <laughs> I've driven that Mercedes before, dude. I know. How would you <laughs> David used to always be like, yo, like how, like, or people, anyone that got in it to like drive it down a hill, they'd be like, how do y'all steer this thing? And I contribute that to me not, I don't have anything wood, but me not throwing a shoulder yet, you know, like, I think we'll build your shoulders up. Oh, yeah, well. Having crank on that steering wheel. Yeah. All right, so that was, that was winter 2015. Y'all came up. Fuck around, go there, LSD. So yeah, we met, we met. Uh, come springtime, we would meet Taylor Corker and uh, Chris Anders at Jitterbug, and we would spend the weekend there. And like that was just our every other week, every week situation. I remember one time changing Chris's brakes in his WRX halfway through a jitterbug session. We went down, we got there like on a Thursday or Friday morning. Saturday morning, brakes were beat. 
went down, changed them, came back, rallied laps again. And that's just what we did until our wheels were gone. We'd go home beaten and bruised and licking our wounds. Oh my gosh. That's just, that's so badass. You're just going like, let's go to the gnarliest road and just chain smoke laps all day. I mean, that was our mentality at the time. And we were still discovering, you know, abilities and everything. You know, we were still young. I mean, I wasn't young, but they were young. But yeah. I mean, I was younger. You were young. You were I, younger than you are right now. I was younger. I was young in the industry. You were. So I was, I had that mindset of just wanting to smoke everything, wanting the biggest and the best. And yeah, wild. What, what was your, what were you riding? Chubby unicorn. <laughs> really? Oh god, that's a good board. I think it, okay. At one point, maybe maybe I wasn't at that point. Maybe I was riding a prophecy. You know, like the holotech. Oh, land yachts. Yeah. Okay. I had a prophecy um, at one point with some caliber trucks and whatever wheels I could chain smoke. Um. What trucks? I think Cal 2s. Okay. And it had to be. Yeah. No, that seems about right. Yeah. That's a good setup in 2015, for sure. I'd have been stoked on that. Kind of a big board, but whatever. Which one? The Prophecy? Uh, <laughs> the I don't chubby? even fucking know what the Prophecy looks like. I don't even know the what the, the hell The Prophecy was kind of small, is. though. It was like a direct... It wasn't directional. It was like had a nose and, um, you know... It was... I don't know what the terminology is for a kick nose kick tail no it was it looked the same on both ends oh symmetrical yeah yeah cool yeah the hollow tech was kind of wasn't it kind of mids though like wouldn't that shit like snap i never snapped mine i sold it um once i got on to the company that i'm the board company i was writing for then um i sold it and what board company which one? That was writing then? Yeah. Owl. Once I got my um, Byron Essert, I uh, sold all the boards that I had. It was the only board I needed. And I beat the crap out of at least four of those things before changing okay. directions. So you had... You were doing that winter, spring... You were visiting all the time. Like, when did you decide you were going to move to Asheville? Like, was there, like, any kind of moment where you were like, fuck this, I'm doing it? Yeah, there was. I had a, I had two pit bulls. I was living in, um, Alpharetta. Um, I lived in a nicer neighborhood that the owner of my, the company that I worked for, um, owned the home and his son was my best friend um Dimitri Giannis and you know the whole plan um but my dogs got out of the backyard and my dog got into an altercation with another dog that was on a leash and he ended up going to the pound and I got my dog out of the pound but anyway the homeowners association was like this dog has to leave 
So with that, I wasn't staying behind. I wasn't going to let him go. So yeah. I chose to use that situation as a stepping stone and to better my you know, living situation. Maybe not better, um, but better my life. Um, we were spending a lot of money every other weekend traveling three and a half hours, four hours camping and it came to a head. So it's a lot of gas, a lot of gas, a lot of food, a lot of bandages, a lot of wheels. Um, so I ended up making the decision to not move and stay at the company that I was working for and just to move up to Asheville. And at the time, Taylor Corker had made the same decision and it happened to work out that he was had a unfinished basement that was kind of his practice studio slash laundry room slash hangout lounge area. So I set set up my stuff in one corner and kind of put blankets up around my situation and we were good for a while. What was that? Twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen? That might have been twenty seventeen. I don't know. I'm bad with numbers. I mean, it, there was no. A... It had to be because hold up. Because I was down here in twenty sixteen. Wait, you were? I mean, I was. I was. Like, I was in Asheville, but you were living in Boone. Yeah, and you were. I, th- I feel like you were living. Maybe time time flies. Um, we don't gotta get. It's just a number, you know. It is just a number. I don't know exact actual timeline, but how long? How long? So it was it just you two? It's me, Taylor Corker, his roommate, and his girlfriend at the time. Okay. Other roommate didn't skate. Other roommate did not skate. For the life of me, I don't even know what that guy's name was. Good Lord, hopefully he doesn't hear this podcast. If he, if, <laughs> if he does, come out of your room more often. Come out of your room. <laughs> that's a, that's kind of a good roommate to have, though, too. They just, like, don't do shit. He, he definitely came out of his room. I spent a lot of beers since then. Yeah. A lot of uh, slams, a lot of beers, a lot of times have been had. What? Sometimes. Sorry, you keep going. Oh, Sometimes memories trump other memories, you know? Absolutely. Good times over bad. What what part of town was that? Were you in? We were right above Matt Deitch's skate house at the time. No shit. Yeah. That same neighborhood? You see, like, right on campus. Yeah, right on campus. Damn. Yeah, so. And Matt still didn't like us. (laughs) Yeah, did you ever (laughs) skate with Matt, really? Uh, Not in the early days. Not at all. It was a very hierarchy thing. I love you, Matt. But, um, you know, they they had a reputation and a history. And it was still that real hush-hush, like, our roads are our roads. And it wasn't until David, myself, Phil, and Richard were out scouring these mountains that we would hit Matt Deitch up and Matt would be like, yeah, I know that road. You mean the one with the left here and the left here, and you know, come around this, and you open up into a field. We'll be like, oh shit! And to this, like, yeah, he's been there. To this day, I don't think we've found a road that Matt didn't already know about. So shout out to Matt. Shout out Matt Deitch. 
Matt does know every fucking road. It's annoying. It's wild. They spent a lot of time scouring. You know, <laughs> they, they went, they went out, and they, they, that was a fun thing. That was a, that was the most fun of, you know, all the entire situation was just like finding new roads and being like, does Matt know about this? And then we'd call him, and he'd be like, yeah. Well, that's like y'all doing that was crazy because just when I was a visitor coming here, it was like. I'm going to paradise, I'm going to go to Turkey, and, like, Cannes or some shit. Like, I'm going to, like, three different roads. Like, never really was, like, exploratory or anything. And y'all kind of just, like, moved here and were, like, finding things. Like, I had no idea. I knew it was good, but, like... Um... Alright, so you... How long did you live with, uh, T-Cork? Mm... We li- I lived there two or three months. Oh. It wasn't long. <laughs> it was not long. Uh, it was. It was wild. Um, some shit happened. Moved out. Found another roommate, Cody, right around the corner. Cody was like a Asheville woke individual okay I don't even know what you want to call him like a wannabe spiritual guru hmm. um, but he ended up like telling me talking me out of both of the dogs that I had the entire reason that I like my purpose but yeah. Anyway, we're not going to go too deep into this. Um, moved out of that house. Moved in with one of my friends from Atlanta from the festival scene. Had a house in, like, West, West Asheville and Leicester. Not Leicester, for all you non-lokes. Leicester. <laughs> um, but they had, a, they had a house on the edge of it. Um, when I moved in, it was Keeley, myself. And Jade, and uh, is there a fourth bedroom? Yeah, there's a fourth bedroom. I don't even know who else lived there when I first moved in, but uh, one of the rooms came up for grabs. David was still in Atlanta, uh, so David moves in. Fresh little 19 year old David, mm-hmm. wet behind the ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I can picture him perfectly. Yeah. Very sweet kid. We broke that out of him pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we're talking about 11 Kill Kimmy, if you didn't already know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a wild time. So this this is the... What would become... The Pastry Boy Skate House. The Pastry Pastry Palace. The Pastry Palace. So the 11 Kilkenny, that was the actual address. Mm. And then... That's right. What's Alem? Alem is a philosophy now, I think. It's a, a movement. It's a way of living. It's a lifestyle. You know, it's a... Alem is just a very slurred way to say 11. 
but it was the mentality that we shared there. It's the, you know, the drive and the want to just be better and be ignorant. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, I don't know the first time I came over there. I don't know if David was living there or not. Can't remember. Actually, one of the times I came over there was, uh, like, David had brought home a bunch of pastries. Yeah, so that's how the Pastry Boys were born. That was the, like, he worked at a, like, Starbucks. a can't, Starbucks. Yeah, he, still, he worked at Starbucks at the bottom of Elk, at the Ingles. That's like a dream. What? To get paid minimum wage? Yeah, <laughs> we were at the bottom of Elk, though. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to work. I mean, he did meet his milf wife there. Oh my gosh! You should probably, you should probably, <laughs> you, should, you should probably get into that with him and not me. So I'm not gonna. Have I mean, it. he's single right now, so I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the stories. We don't gotta get into all that. We don't gotta sidetrack that much. But get one of my chews. Yeah, let me get one of these on you. <laughs> a chew. A chew. <laughs> so that should be a segue itself. Yeah, yeah. For the, the people listening, sometimes we chew and we open our beers, which Tyler got me on. I don't know the origin of that. I, that you is, really don't know that? I mean, it's, it's I got it from you. I know. This, I think everyone got it from me. Um, <laughs> um, well, alcoholism is a real thing. No, but just, you can make just... you can make fun games <laughs> out of it. I don't think it was a fun game. Um, so we would get in people's cars that would come here, and uh, they they wouldn't allow me to drink in the back of their car. So I, to be funny, I would always crack beers and try to disguise my cracking of a beer with an chew because it sounded very similar. And. Uh, I never got away with it, but people thought it was funny, so. I think it's kind of, like, courteous, too, you know? Yeah. In I, a way. Yeah. I, I see it now as that, you know, but. Like, I, I'm going to drink in your car no matter what, but I'm going to, like, you know, yeah. kind of. And, you know, allergies happen to all of us. Yeah. I got allergies. Me, too. Every day. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Not every day. I don't remember the last day. You're a family man. They you don't need beer. They understand. Yeah. I need hard liquor. <laughs> 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 Just Woo! kidding. Okay. So let me get us back on track. <laughs> 11 kill Kenny. You move in. You're the only skater at the house. Absolutely. Bunch of festy kids. You're with a bunch of festy kids. And then David moves in with you. So then it's just two of you with a couple other people. And bless David's heart. He was so fresh behind the ears and such a sweet kid. First time moving out, he moved three, three and a half hours away from his family. It's a big move. Huge move. Um, and it was out of trust and out of want and will to skateboard. And I understood that and... 
we understood each other's ideas and you know wants and I feel like what you see today shows you know a lot of that drive to just push and push and push and like so we went through a bunch of shitty festy kid roommates it was just me and David for a long time we went through a bunch of shitty festy kid roommates and then uh, it got time to renew the lease and a lot of people didn't want to renew the lease and some people were like kind of stuck in their ways and didn't really know where they were going to go so I went to the leasing company and talked to them and ended up turning the lease over into my name um, and the weird shit about that was like they really wanted like a one person to deal with they didn't want multi people you know so it was one person getting the rent and you know everyone else okay um so I ended up taking on the full lease by myself and I moved in well let's back up a little bit because I forgot all about Richard moving in yeah yeah. Richard was a wild one. He came during the middle of the Festy Kids situation and he hit me up on IG and he's a Southeast boy, Southeast Slayers, if you want to go there, if y'all remember that. He's a Florida man. Um and And George or he's he's moved around. He's like Alabama, Florida, Texas. Maybe not Alabama. He but, is a Southeast Slayer, damn. Yeah, he's a yeah a Southeast boy, true and true. Anyway, he uh, hit me up one day and was like, yo, like, I need a place to go. And I was like, yo, like, we're full here, like, blah, blah. This is before Couchman even existed in my life. But long story short, he pulled up one day, car full of stuff, and... He stayed on our couch, and Couch Man became a real thing. Um, hey, were, you know, humble beginnings. Humble beginnings, but I mean, look what he's built, and look where he's at, and like we couldn't be prouder of him. And uh, so, so, you, so you got the three of you. It's you, David, and Rick now. But it was the other roommates at the time. Rick came in. But okay. During the Festy Kids. <laughs> so they're still there. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> and like, we're throwing ragers at the house. This is like Kevin, Garrett, all those kids are coming through. Marshall. Um, I remember Jade and Garrett licking Kevin's feet through oh the windows gosh. of you know, that house. Um, through the a, front windows? Through the front windows. Kevin was laying on the couch because we had a couch on the other side of the wall. And he had his feet outside and each one of them had a foot. And Garrett Gorley, you remember this. Garrett, why are you licking toes out yeah. of a window? What the fuck? It was Kevin's, you know? They're, right. like, they're like... They're friends. Solid. They're solid. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, during this time period, there was a lot of debauchery and a lot of... A lot of fun times, a lot of sad times, um, but yeah. So anyway, house comes up for rent again, and I basically kicked out all the festy kids and moved in all skater boys, and it was a hard because a lot of them were my friends by this point. But mm -hmm. 
Keeley was going to Colorado. There was another guy, I don't remember what his name was, but he was kind of stagnant, and so was Jade at the time. But now Jade's living her best life, and hopefully so is he, and yeah, we moved on. What was the, what was the lineup? Like, the what was the Pastry Palace, like? The original? The OG lineup of all skaters. Me, David, Philip, and... Rick? Wait, no. Yeah. Rick? Me, David, Philip, and Rick. Okay. Yeah. Those are the pillars. That's the pillars. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's the pillars. That's we're, the pillars. We're going to move into pillars now? I don't know. <laughs> we move wherever. No. We, uh... That was a really stupid thing that we came up with, and it kind of tore the industry, or our, our crew up a little bit, because a lot of people moved in, and they weren't so-called hierarchy like we were. Well, y'all we were the first. We were. Y'all were the first generation pastry palace house. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean. But there. I wouldn't feel if I moved in. I wouldn't be like, bro. I'm not a pillar. Come on. That's just me though. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It was tough then. Now it's not so bad. Like I don't like people felt. You know. People felt some type of way. That's okay. What, uh, did you have any, like, memorable visitors that came through? Mm. We had a lot of good and bad people come through. But we're not going to bring up any of them. I love you all. (laughs) All right. Okay. We'll talk about it off record, maybe. We should, because <laughs> there's some, there, there are definitely some names coming to mind. I'm, I'm fishing for some, but uh, I don't. I'm I not, not going to spill any tea. You don't. I mean, you don't got to spill no tea. You know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna some be of them, mad. Some of them I'm friends with now. That's good. So early on in the Taylor Corker house, um, one of my favorites was Ed Gardner, which lives here now. And uh, I remember. Oh hell yeah, Ed lives here now. I remember following him down <laughs> um, Elk, where we're sitting currently, and watching him skate stand up. And I was like, "Bro, I gotta get that." All right, this is way before I could do stand ups. Way before I had handles, which I still don't have handles. If you watch me wobble. Um, Whatever. But, I like watching you skate. Well, thank you, but. I like watching other people skate because <laughs> they look a lot more controlled than I do. Dude, if you're wobbling in your sides, it just means you're going hard. Or <laughs> going hardly out of your control. Um, but, you know, I watched Ed skate elk and I was like, bro, like, so sick. And I think this is like Ed, like, caliber, like, era. Ed, and I was impressed. And he changed my motive and my direction of like what I wanted to be and like how I wanted to be and you wanted to be a standy boy I wanted to be a standy boy I wanted to be a fast standy boy too I wanted to be that like out of control going into slides like fast you know fast free ride dude I've seen you doing stand up since like basically since I met you I swear yeah 
I I still am not good glove down. Dude, I can't even do stand. I can't even do a stand up toe side. Who cares? It takes practice. The glove raises. For the all glove, you, the for, glove raises. For all you people out there, if you don't do airplane mode, learn airplane mode. Or if all the people out there can't do stand ups, learn airplane mode. That means not grabbing your board and hooking up with your feet. And then standees, like the glove down standees, and then practice them. You'll get them easy. I got a lot of work to do. Three tricks. You're in it. So you were saying y'all were like finding new spots. Like obviously you're breaking into neighborhoods and shit too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or, we're not, we're or, not breaking not into obviously. anything. Not <laughs> obviously. Maybe. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up. Let me redact my statement. You guys were maybe going in some neighborhoods that... Their gates were already open. They were already open. Yeah, we just followed cars in. They're, you know... I live here, too. Gates were open. Did you have any, like... Did you meet any resistance from, like, any property owners? Fuck, yes, we have. <laughs> like... Let me tell you a good story. Yeah, I do. This is one of my favorite stories that I tell. So we're somewhere in Maggie Valley, up on a mountain range. It's me, Matt McKeon, old Kevin Reimer, um, Sabrina and Brosi. I don't know who else is in the car with us. Um, but we're skating one of the, the popular locals there. It is a you drop down the backside and have to come up. Um, and on the other side of the mountain, there's a bunch more roads, but you have to, you're basically trapped in as soon as you go down and you come back up. So we come back up out of it. There is a Ford F 250 parked in the middle of the road. Super duty. Yeah, super duty. Absolutely. Um, and he's out of his truck and his wife's there and they're angry and they're like, Turn the car off, turn the car off, and I'm passenger seat. I think one of them's, I don't know the positions in the back seat, but um, he's like talking to Matt through his window, and Matt's like, I'm like, he's like, turn the car off, sheriffs will be here shortly. I'm like, Matt, don't turn the car off. Matt, don't no. turn the car off. Do not do that. And Matt's like, got his fingers on the ignition, and I'm like, dude, do not do that. Do not do that. And, um, we're in a standoff with the homeowner and his wife, and then a UPS truck or FedEx or whatever it was. Let's call it FedEx, you know. Sure. FedEx comes up over the hill and pulls behind his truck, and then they're in a dilemma. Now they have to move their vehicle out of our way, and um, they do so after, you know, a few minutes of yelling back and forth between people. And oh uh, they get their truck oriented in the opposite lane, so we have a clear lane. So now the dude's back out of his truck, and we're moving forwards trying to pass them. And uh, the dude's, like, in front of the truck, like, Matt's, like, bumping him, bumping him, bumping him. The guy's in front of your car? Uh-huh. And then we're, like, bumping him up. And um, it get we get enough roll speed to where, like, the guy like moves to the side of the car, but the dude clocks Matt in the side of the face through an open window. Moving car clock. 
Yeah, he's standing. I, I mean, he's getting pushed, and he moves out of the way, and then mops Matt in the side of the face. I'm pretty sure his hand went behind the seat and got like bent in the door frame. I don't know exactly what happened because we were out of there like as quick as day, but we like got up over the top of the hill, went one direction to go down the mountain, and there was a back gate to go out, and we realized that the uh, groundskeepers were like essentially opening the back gate because you needed a, car a key to get in and out and uh we matt whips it i mean if you've ever been in a car with matt mckeon you know I have. how he drives um <laughs> matt flips the car around very easily and we're out and we're like holy shit that's crazy so we're like on our way like down through maggie valley and then we're like on the interstate like all laughing and like holy shit that was crazy and we're like Get off the interstate. I think Kev got some. Kev got some road rash at. Um, oh God, what is the barbershop? Yep. And barbershop, he got road rash before we even went there at, at barbershop. So he was like, "Yo, stop at the CVS." And like on the way to the CVS, there's this guy throwing up on us, or this woman or person throwing up out of her vehicle. And uh, we're like, yeah, and it's like still early in the morning, so we're all like cheering, like, yeah. You're clapping her on. Uh, we, didn't, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't see the person's face. So, like, we just see the door open, we see someone throwing up. And, um, yeah, long story short, it was some guy's wife, and she was pregnant, and he was pretty pissed at us. And <laughs> he met us at the CVS and was yelling at us and called us a bunch of... So this is a whole, a whole nother confrontation after you just got out of a uh, confrontation. We have a whole nother confrontation to go. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we we get into this yelling match with this guy and he's calling us a bunch of uh, ignorant names. Mm, um, yeah, so we are like, yeah, blah, 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 and he's like all up in our face mad, and we're like, we're sorry, we didn't know your, you know, the circumstances, and uh, we apologize, and he's calling us a bunch of derogatory names, and uh, so yeah, we just basically got out of there. Yeah, so y'all are like covered in road rash and shit, and... <laughs> Yeah, getting yelled at after, like, like, barely escaping. Like, you're throwing up. I have road rash. Like, we're kind of on the same team here. She was pregnant and throwing up, oh, so yeah. we weren't on the same team. We weren't, we didn't have... She was pregnant. We, yeah, we didn't have road rash that was expecting. But he, like, came in... No, he was super angry. And we don't even know if she was pregnant, because she never got out of the car. Like, she, we don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> he said she was pregnant. I don't know. She didn't look pregnant to me. We didn't see her, but she was throwing up, and you know, either way, he yelled at us. But anyway, we leave there, get on the road. Now we're heading to Shababa, and um, we like get to the top of Shababa. Shababa's an A-frame, so the backside is another road, and then the front side is Shababa. And uh, we get out at Shababa. And we park in our normal spot, like, right below the driveway, and we're, like, hanging out, talking, and I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta pee, so, I, like, I get out of the car, and I go pee, like, up, like, right next to this guy's driveway that we park next to, and I hear, pow, 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 and I'm like, yo, is someone shooting? And I hear, pow, pow, again, and I, like, hear, like, something click off, like, a, like a rock above the berm that I was standing next to, 
I was like, dude, this dude's shooting at me, and he's like, this isn't yeah, ba- yeah, this isn't a bathroom, like, and I was like, yo, my bad, and then ended up being the guy was super cool. He just tells us to honk three times now every time we get to the top, but um, he had just honk three times. I won't shoot at you. He had a plasma cutter stole from his like he has like a mini cooper mg mini like um shop like up on the hill and uh yeah he had a plasma cutter stole which is like a twenty thousand dollar instrument and so he uh was super upset about it and thought we were there to steal some more and was shooting at us and that was one of the wildest ones that That was all in one day yeah oh my gosh it was a, a long day of being terrorized or terrorizing others. Depends on how you look at it. Jeez. K-Rhymes and Sabrina must have been like, where are we? <laughs> I think they were vibing so hard. I think they had the best time ever. Like, they wanted to, like, they came here to experience, like, the pastry boy, you know, like, wild and reckless ways, and they got the full experience. Hell yeah, they got the full experience. I mean, and put put links in the comments if you've also had those experiences. Yeah, yeah. If you've had some, if you've had some fucked up uh, experiences with property owners or locals, just you know, comment. I want to hear them. I'll like, I'll like, re- I'll like screenshot and repost it on the story. Hilarious. Was that is that what led to like? Uh, Because you weren't sponsored yet. No, that was what led to it. Can't talk and... Yeah, get a beer. Okay. Wait, are you getting a beer? I'll get you one. Are you going to edit this? No. I'm going to pee. Tyler's just got a rock to pee right now. Sorry, guys. I don't edit these, so... I can talk from here. <laughs> this is bad. Do you have to edit this one? I might. Oh. I'm strickling. Nope, it's still going. <laughs> oh shit. No. No? <laughs> I will, maybe. We'll see. Like a too long pee intermission is kind of like nice. Yeah, I'll take a beer. The cooler. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, I know. I bring that up front. I don't have enough room, though. I can. Sorry. It's all right. I'll just edit it later. Oh, Lord.
Sorry, y'all. All right, so I was saying you weren't sponsored yet at the time. No. I think that was the that was the the beginning of Pal for me. I think he loved the grassroots build and start and the craziness of it. And well, I mean, I feel like that was a long time coming. Like you deserve that. I don't think it was that long though. It was like a year and a half. Like I came up so quick. Well, when you go to when you learn toe size at Jitterbug, I mean, they were glove downs. Let's get that correct. I know. mean, it's still it's. And they were probably it's ugly, ugly pindies like off the road half the time. But who else is like? I learned how to do glove down toe size at Jitterbug. That's like not the road you go to to learn. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I was. I had a bunch of really good skaters to emulate and to learn from. Well, you progressed quick as fuck. Because I had these people. I had David Bouvier. I had Chris Anders. I had Taylor Corker. I had, you know, Garrett Gorley, Kevin Kang. I had the mm -hmm. best in the industry at the time that I was skating with. You know, I mean, I mean Brendan Brown. Yeah. Um, Dreon Whitner. You know, I could go on and on and on you know like all the homies all the southeast boys that fucking kill did i say johnny rutherford oh what a shit show of a human but i love you shout out johnny shout out johnny i wish he still skated oh well he does he but, can but no it was it was well deserved and it was cool to see you on some proper equipment because you were riding, I think, like some Tiger trucks before. Like, you were riding, like, some random-ass gear, like, random wheels, random everything at all times, like, torched. Always on torched shit. Oh, that was my style of skating. Like, I think I got my first Byron from Kev. Uh, 2016, 2017. And I beat the brakes off of this board. And then when I was done with it... I gave that board to David Driscoll. I think David Driscoll rode that board for two years. Oh, that board was mad. It, it had the urethane rails, but the nose was destroyed. Yeah. Like you had broke. I had broke the urethane off of it, and people were still riding it. Wanted it. I want, Yo, if you have that board right now, let me know where it's at. Yeah. Tyler needs it back. I don't want it back, but it, it's a... He doesn't need it back. I, I would like it back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. I feel, Driscoll probably has it still. No, I think it was uh, his young friend. I don't even remember his name. He's like a young kid with blonde hair. So you had uh, the V1 Pastry Palace. So that was like 2017 yeah. era. And then you had some some roommate changes down the road yeah we did who who'd you have move in well we had some people move out we had some people move in david moved into his own place so i think that brought chris anders in oh yeah yep and then philip and 
Richard might have moved out at the same time and got their own place. No, I think Richard stayed. I think Philip and David got their... No. Philip and Richard got their own place. And then I brought in... Uh, Will Royce and... Bill Rice. Yep. And, at the Pastry Palace. Yeah. And uh, Marshall Parrish. The old muff. The muff man. Um, we had a cast of people constantly in and out. I remember my wife now walking into our house on our very first date. There were like body bags of sleeping bags all over the floor. Don't worry about all these people on the floor. They're my friends. Yeah, they're, they're just friends. What a cultural shock that must have been. Um, but yeah, she stepped over them and we're still together. Maybe that was like a... <laughs> that was like a litmus test. <laughs> like, hey, this is how I'm living. Do you want more of this? Or... <laughs> Do you want to be a part of my life? Like, I can't even fake this. This is just my life. I mean, I wasn't trying to fake it. I, I, I honorably, I like, honestly love very much that entire section of my life. So much fun. Except for the, the whole, you know, Billy part. But that was a wild section. Do you want to talk about Billy? We can. I don't mean I'm I'm always like super upfront and like honest about it and um, just genuine because I mean like I I hope that we all can die doing something that we love maybe not as soon you know but like he lived definitely a samurai's death or a samurai's life where it's like you know like very honorable and knowledgeable and capable and willing and wanting something so bad and just, you know, died doing something he loved. No doubt. Yeah. We miss him. I, I only got to, I only got to skate with Billy a couple times, but the, the first time I went to Waterfall was with Billy and his big ass truck. Oh yeah. And we were just chain smoking laps <laughs> all day in that thing. It sounded like it was going to explode going up that, that top straightaway. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But, no, he was always super down to, like, he was he was in it. He was ready to go. He was in it harder than anybody I've ever seen. And, like, and I don't just say that because of his passing, but, like, <clears throat> this man would leave our house on Sunday morning and I would always jokingly be like, don't fucking come back, Billy. Like, you're not welcome here. Like, just, like, being funny. And then he would be back Wednesday. So he would spend, like, two days at home. <laughs> 48 hours, just go home, just fucking... Go home, wash your clothes, come back. Lick your wounds. All right, gotta go. This man... will get so beaten up that... He would, like, I would come home from, like, being out, having dinner or whatever. And mm-hmm. he'd been out skating with all the boys all day. And he would have every fan. We didn't have AC in 11 Kilkenny. Oh, hell so we, no. we had a bunch of fans all in the windows. But he would have, like, 
every fan from every window, including all of our bedroom windows, all like perched around him, you know, in like a little platform. And like he would be in this little tunnel of fans, like trying to dry out his road rash. <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, like put on clothes. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> Give me my fan back. Uh, and I didn't even really care that he had our fan, but like he would be like in his like tidy whitey, like, you know, box of breeze or whatever. And just like laying in the middle of our, you know, living room floor sprawled out like a wild man. Oh my god. Covered in fans. That's a that's a good technique when it's when the wound is fresh, but dude, I tell you what, if you get cold, if you get some goosebumps going when you <laughs> yeah. got the road rash, yeah. that fu- that'll fucking fuck you up. It hurts pretty bad. Well, yeah, we we miss Billy, and he definitely was one of the most one of the most into it for sure, and. Achoo. I appreciate the time I had with him. He was sure. one of the realest. Oh, it's starting to rain here. It is. Oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to, like, fog it up. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so what else? What else you got? Well, I wanted to get into some of your accolades. Do I have accolades? You got some accolades. Oh, Lord. I know you've won. You've won a Brixton or two. I know that. I have won a couple of Brixtons. You won like some big ones back when there was like a serious turnout too. Yeah, back when I cared enough to compete. <laughs> Care? You just have. You just have to make sure your hardware is on tight, and you'll do good. This back. this this man's hardware was finger tightened on at Soldiers. You wiggle his trucks, the whole thing turns. That's true. <laughs> I was super sketched out the entire weekend, and uh, would come down into the chicane at the bottom and be micro-wobbling pretty significantly at 50, and felt super uncomfortable. Precision with... micro-wobbles. Yeah. And I was pretty upset with my like everything, and... Not really understanding, and uh, I think it was either Dex or Matt Noseworthy at the bottom that were like, "Yo, is your a Cambrex bricks? Like, is your shit even on tight or what?" And I think they like were like wiggling my trucks, and they were like, "Yo, like your base plate's moving, like a few like millimeters." And I was like, "Okay, well." So then I tightened everything up and felt pretty solid. But uh, yeah, it was I I felt real dumb for that. But uh, it is what it is. You were on like a newer board, weren't you? Yeah, I just set my board up. Um, yeah. I had rode it a few times. Um, I hadn't tightened anything since my initial putting everything on, so that was kind of my fault in that realm. I should have. Like gone through and tightened everything down. It's fine. You're probably riding like that everything else beforehand, anyways. Maybe, but I don't. Yeah, maybe I wasn't going as fast as you know to get that that micro wobble out of my board. But you won the you won the first Paradise race too. I did. I beat Jason Ryman. Yep. Yep. And uh, tough competition. Kids fast. Oh yeah, Jason Ryman. 
Shout out. Yeah, he goes hard. He's a he's a big boy. He he used to live here. He did used to live here. Had a lot of people come here. Some go. Yeah, we've had a lot come and go, and uh, that's okay. You know, life takes you in different places, and we uh, hope that everyone's still skating that's not here. You gotta keep going. Which we know you are, because we see your Instagram. Yeah, I see your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oculus. I don't know if I've won anything else that's more... Yeah. Finger I mean, just paradise. That's like an important <laughs> one. I remember I ate shit behind you. Like, I think it was like a quarter. I think it was semifinals actually. I was like, if I beat Tyler, I go to finals. And it going into the the fast left, I was behind you, trying to cover up some ground and just ate shit. Yeah, you I, catch one of those little cracks. Yeah, high sided. Like I don't even know if I slid yet. That's a tough place to do that. Because there's that little drainage ditch on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to fuck up right there. No. No, you don't. But that was, I mean, that was a historical race, too, because there had never been an outlaw at Paradise. Who threw that? Was it me? I thought you did. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know who threw it. <laughs> I might have thrown it in <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some shit. That sounds like the David Tom trial at Can. Oh yeah, he won. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little fishy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I remember David at that race was like, "I'm gonna beat you by three seconds," and he beat me by like almost three seconds. For real, I was like, "Damn, dude." I I would go back to the timing system and question. I, the timing know. system was a little questionable, but you know, hey. It is what it is, you know. But this is like this is like a whole nother era of the Asheville scene. Like, there wasn't outlaws and shit going on in Asheville. There wasn't shit all. happening here. There was Brixton's and Boone, and that's it. When I first moved here, there was nothing. I would literally skate from my house next to WNC and uh, skate to what I called Blacktop at the time. Um, which everyone else calls Horizon now. And I just skated by myself. Um, this is pre-David. This is Taylor Corker and I lived here and Taylor was busy with life and I just skated by myself. Just go corner sash? Yeah. Best corner sash spot. I could just, like, literally just hike up the hill from my house and skate and I'd skate home and chill and... Was, was Anthony Fliss living in? No, Anthony lived... Here? Yeah, he lived on the same road as I, right next to WNCA. So you'd go out with him sometimes, or...? Uh, we would, I would go to his house after, and me, him, and Holly, this is pre-kids, um, we'd just hang. That's so cool. On that porch. Yeah. I miss Anthony. I, I meant to invite him to the chili cook-off and totally fucked up and didn't. My bad, Anthony. I love you. Please invite me to your parties in the future. <laughs> oh, I, didn't invi- I didn't. I forgot to invite a lot of people, but there's there's a lot of people. So we're gonna have a uh, winter slam jam at the house soon. Bring all your dogs. Okay. You heard it here first. Winter slam jam. I don't know what the slam jam is, but we're gonna find out. I, it was just something I made up. It's not gonna be called a slam jam. It's just gonna be like a chill. 
hang out with uh, all our family and friends. And remember the last time on my birthday? Yeah. A year ago. That was awesome. That was wild. That was so much fun. It was a 1v1 dog human uh, ratio. Yeah. Yeah. There was probably 15. No, there was probably like 20 people there. Maybe like, more. It was like 30. 30 and people. Like 25 dogs. And 25 dogs. And this shit was. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Tiny house, big dogs. But that's great. So you're Tyler's Tyler's married now. Whoop whoop. He's got a lovely wife, Kelly. She's amazing. And some lovely children too. Yeah. They're the cutest they're the cutest family ever. And it's just it's awesome to see you grow so much as a person too you know i saw you level up skating over the years but now you got the wife the kiddos the dogs up in the mountain home and you know when i first met you I'm not saying you were in like a bad spot or nothing but you were certainly wiling out i was a wild boy that's for sure i mean 11 kilkenny would have done that to anybody I think, and coming from like uh, the festival scene and the whole Atlanta scene, I feel like skateboarding saved my life and found me my wife. It kind of did. Definitely did. I mean, that's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know where I'd be without skateboarding, meeting David, us collaborating and going to the mountains you know brought me my family well i'm happy i'm happy we all met absolutely because i feel in the same boat <laughs> i mean i feel like we are all leveling up as humans and if you're not then you should really check your reality and figure out what's important to you no doubt um all right so Switching gears a little bit. Have you, have you ever fucked yourself up bad skating? What's like a bad? What's like your worst injury? Well, uh, one of my longest and still occurring injuries is my ACL. I did that rollerblading in 2005. Um, hyperextended my knee and. Tore my ACL, tore my MCL, and pulled some ligaments off of my tibia. Um, it's still reoccurring. What what knee is that? My right knee. Um, I have had it pop out several times, and I'm sure a bunch of skater boys can attest because they've had to put it back in for me. Um, and it's like a it's a, just a trick knee now. Um. I've smashed my elbows several times. They're just big, giant lumps when it happens, and it's tough, but not crazy. Um, some concussions here and there. You'll have that. Absolutely. I, uh, one time in uh, Lake Lure, I was following some people down a side road in Rocky Balboa and uh, where the race was if anybody's been there you know 
when we were coming off one road and onto another road and I shot wide, stood up to ride it out in the grass and the grass underneath was gravel and my front truck dug in and instead of getting low I stood up because I thought de-weighting was going to help and it did not and I slammed on my face and uh, had road rash on my bottom chin, my upper lip, my nose and my forehead. Uh, yeah, I think David was in the car and I got to the car and was like, yo, am I still pretty? Bleeding out of my face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I hit my own car one time at Tatanka. Oh, yeah, I've seen that video. <laughs> yeah. David was supposed to go down and spot the corner, and uh, he didn't realize that he had parked my own vehicle on the wash of the road. And if you've ever been there, you know that this right is treacherous it will take you out pretty quickly you have to slide real early for it and the pavement's hot and we're riding snakes so basically came in realized I wasn't gonna make it and hit my butt slid under my car and dented my rear bumper ended up pulling it out pulling out the dent and onward and forward you hit your own car I hit my own car. Okay, so wait, you were, you were inline, you were an inliner, inline yeah. skater. Yeah, rollerblader, aggressive skater. You're not. Are you on YouTube or anything? No. No, this is predating YouTube. This was well before YouTube. I'm sure there's a bunch of tapes, um, in Virginia somewhere. You got to get those tapes. I want to see some Tyler Hunt inline skating I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to see it but I do want to get another pair of rollerblades and I've been kicking around the idea of downhill rollerblading because it's so much fun like it looks so much fun <laughs> and we don't have any of them <laughs> oh god I can't believe I'm admitting this people are going to hear this I don't, care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what other people think of me Tyler wants to downhill inline Dude, I mean, at least have that as, like, something to do. I mean, I used to play roller hockey. I mean, roller hockey's put, fire, though. Put me, put me on it. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> put me in, coach. Put me in. But yeah, that's cool. So you've been on wheels for a long-ass time. It was only a matter of time before the longboard bug gotcha. Yeah, I think I've been skating on something for... 34 years now? Jeez. Wasn't even born yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 34 years. Wyland. Still doing it. Still doing it. Talked to my dad the other day and he was like, I mean, how much longer do you have in the industry? And I was like, hopefully forever. Because it's amazing. So much fun couldn't imagine doing another sport where you're like next to your best friend best friends and flying down a mountain giggling and having the best time ever i mean you're in it for the long haul i'm in it for the long haul too it's just you know finding the time now yeah and you really have to prioritize it because it's something that 
important to me that makes me feel good about what I do and not only just what I do day to day in my life but like you know what I do in the long run like I Kelly sometimes kicks me out of the house she'll be like you gotta go skateboard like I'll be having a bad day and upset and she's like she knows that like that's what helps yeah so you gotta do the thing that makes you tick or else you can't it's hard to show up for someone in a relationship too when your inner needs aren't being met you're you know ticking cause I'm the same way dude if I don't go out and skate or do something I start I'm not myself feeling antsy yeah um but yeah, it's that it's that it's that balance that is the hard thing to achieve because I mean, we like you're just skating every day nonstop for years. Yeah. And on rainy days when we weren't able to skate, we were driving mountain roads. I think you came out on one of those one day. You remember that? We went to Canton in between Canton and Maggie Valley and we were just driving up roads in the wet. Yep. Just checking stuff out. <laughs> yep. I'd be dropping in if it wasn't raining. Absolutely. But that's what we did. We didn't have anything better to do. Well, maybe we had better things to do, but this was the best thing for us to do. And we were exploring and there are still a, sh- a, a shit ton of roads all over. Um, I went and drove up a road yesterday that we went to Virginia uh, last weekend to have a camp out with the boys and the girls. And uh, throughout the night, we found a road across the valley from us um, and looked it up and did all of our research and realized that it was crazy. So on my way home, I drove it front side and back side and it was wild. We were gonna go there too, but it was like we raining were, or some shit. It wasn't raining. No one just wanted to No one wanted to do anything other than just chill. We went for a skate weekend and skated maybe an hour. I took a run. I took a run. <laughs> no, I took two runs. To be fair though, there was like insane leafer traffic. There, we probably passed 20 cars. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the the new generation of people in Asheville coming through and kind of coming up? There's some good and some bad, you know. Um, the good is, is that we've built an amazing scene to push our industry further on the east coast than it's ever been um also good we're giving people places to skate that's somewhat safe um with the old the closed road bit um the bad is there's people blowing spots um but what com- that what comes with that also is that there are a plethora of spots to blow and um we have always in the past cycled them out um so we blow some the north Asheville loop we go south Asheville 
we blow the South Asheville loop, we go West Asheville, we blow the West Asheville loop. Let me guess. We go East. East. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cycle, you know, and by that time it's been a month or so and North Asheville's calmed down again and we go back. Um, but we have recently blown one of our favorite in-town roads, um, if you're familiar, I was talking about it earlier. Um, Horizon, aka Blacktop. Um, and that was kind of a spot where we could all just kind of dial in our setups, get comfortable, um, and then take what we learned there to a mountain road. And um, so it was an easy way to level up. Um, and now that that's blown, I think everyone's now doing the whole chimney bit. And, if you're familiar with Asheville, it's in between Elk and Paradise, and people have been going there. Yeah, have been going there a lot. I'm not super partial to Chimney. I just, if you're gonna hike something, I don't want to hike something that's steep. It seems a bit aggressive. Yeah, Chimney's steep. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's out of the way. You're not getting in trouble there. Probably not. And it's a lot of fun still. So, go there. Don't go to Horizon. Don't go to Horizon. I know, it's so crazy. <laughs> it sucks. There's a homeowner that hates us, but we're used to that. They'll get over it. They will. When they move. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll move them out for them. We'll move them out. We gotta get people at U-Haul. <laughs> two guys in a truck. We haven't infiltrated U-Haul yet, but we'll be there. <laughs> if you move to Asheville and are looking for a job, it looks like U-Haul is calling your name. Yeah, that would be great. We ne- we could use the discount. We need an inside guy or girl, please. But yeah, I mean, it's been great talking to you, Tyler. You know, we've had some incredible times together. Yes, we have. And. You know, I always thought you were a special one, <laughs> in a good way. You know, I mean, I've, I've always admired you. Maybe in a good and bad way. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk talk shit with me. Yeah, absolutely. I will always talk shit with you, and uh, make it a good one. See you at the bottom. Make it a good one. See you at the bottom. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of 35 All Grip. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and share. You can also give it a rating of up to five stars if you feel inclined. I wanted to fact check myself from episode three, the can episode. I said the caliber crew got chased out of can in a Coltrata video. Uh, That was actually Toucan they got chased out of. I goofed. Alright, as always, thanks for listening.